Welcome to the Law Unscripted, where every week we talk about all the things about the law and the legal system that you never knew, never understood, and no one ever told you. This week, we are returning to the difference between civil and criminal law. Last week, we touched on the infamous case of O.J. Simpson, which is classic for the difference between civil and criminal law. And you wouldn't think we had any more to say about it, but we do. So fascinatingly enough, it's going to be a three-part series. And this week, we are going to talk a little bit about Rodney King. And that's where we are headed today. So I am Virginia Tarani. I'm Chelsea Rogers. And this podcast is brought to you by Tarani Law LLC, because you never need a lawyer. Till you do. Okay. We're also going to introduce our special guest today. We have, <laughs> we have two furry friends, um, three technically, but the third one has wandered off for the moment. Last week, we had Olive, who was Chelsea's boy, and he is not here this week. It, it is very sad. He was very cute. Taking a vacation day. <laughs> Taking a time off. For those of you who are listening and can't see, Olive was here last week. If you want to check him out, check him out on YouTube because we did put the video up onto YouTube. This week, you can see two of my dogs. I've got Charlie sitting in my lap. He's the golden boy. He's a golden cocker spaniel. And next to him is the very sleepy Willow, who's also a Cocker Spaniel, a Merle colored. And <laughs> yeah, she's, she's very cute. I'm not sure what's going to happen with them this week. And we will describe what's happening as we see it happening. And then you can watch it on the video on YouTube. We have a third one who will introduce when she surprisingly comes along. She was all dressed up too. So hopefully she, she will show back up. Why? She's in her little Christmas sweater. She looks so adorable. She really did dress up. Um, so hopefully she'll wander around and we can say hello. I'm so excited. Okay. So yeah, truly, last week was our first episode. So welcome to the second episode ever of The Law Unscripted. And we realized we had gotten so deep yes. into each of these issues. I, I mean, seriously, who knew? Civil versus criminal law. Oh, it's, you know, criminal charges versus a civil complaint. But it it really was a lot more than that. And especially the case that we used, OJ Simpson, we've gotten a lot of feedback, a lot of great comments and um, suggestions. Yeah. So thank you all for being here with us. We really appreciate the support and we're glad to have you along. And shout out to Matt from Twitter. We are going to be revisiting something we put in a, a put a pin in last <laughs> week. And that is the Rodney King trials. Yeah. And so we want to thank you again for sending that in and saying you looked forward to hearing um, us cover it. So for everybody else out there, please drop a comment, like subscribe. And if you put something out as a suggestion, you just might see it on ne next week's show. Um, so take it away, Virginia. Yeah. I, okay. I'll, I'll do my best. Um, but yes, yeah, so this week we're going to talk about Rodney King and then next week we are truly going to tie it all together. Um, and I think it's going to be an, an interesting way to go because I also, just like with OJ, I had forgotten a lot of Rodney King. Um, and this time with Rodney King, because it's before OJ. I know even less. You know even less and you were born even less. I don't know how to describe it. Like <laughs> You were even um, not born further along. You're so young. <laughs> Three years pre-utero. I don't, I don't know what we call that. <laughs> 
I was alive. Um, now I was much younger. I was you know, much younger, somewhat younger um, for Rodney King versus OJ Simpson. But for those of you who don't know, a quick little recap, and then we'll hit some of the highlights as we go along. But Rodney King, this was, I'll pull up my notes because everybody who does know me knows that they're infamous. I'm so sorry, Charlie. I am bothering you. Okay, so Rodney King was 1991. As those of you who watched and listened last week, O.J. Simpson was 1994. So June of 1994 is when he was arrested on charges of murdering his ex-wife and a friend of hers, Ronald Goldman. In 1991, in March, so over three years before O.J. Simpson, Rodney King happened. The same county, L.A., we're still, we're back in LA. We're in California. We're in okay. LA. We have the same police department, the LAPD. So that's a little teaser as to next week of where we're going, but the LAPD. <laughs> and what happens is Rodney King is an African-American male. I think he was about 29 at the time. And he went, he went to a party, a friend's house, had some things to drink, went driving, had two other people in his car and someone caught him for speeding. He was called in. Um, They're complaining to dispatch. There's this guy speeding. Police officers show up. And ultimately, there's a high-speed chase or a low-speed chase. I can't remember. There's a chase. A, a car chase. chase. A car chase. Are you seeing the uh, similarities? I am starting to see now. I don't think I, again, I was not younger. I was not born. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know how it all started with Rodney King. I sort of knew what happened after and the ramifications sort of on the mm-hmm. other side, but I, I am, this is new information for me. I was never sure how it all sort of kicked off. You would, based on the response, you would have thought it was reversed. You would have thought that it was OJ Simpson's crime of murder that was charged. Right. The way that this was handled, the way that this was approached in my mind, it would seem like they're tracking him for a murder charge. They're tracking him for some great bank robbery. I just think, right, if it's worth chasing someone, either a high or low speed chase in a car, especially with passengers, you would think that it would have to be something more serious than speeding, but... It would seem to, and I think that's what what started, well, what was part of the full controversy in this. And, okay, so let me backtrack. I think it was OJ that might have been the low-speed chase. Okay. Rodney King actually got up to about 117 miles an hour on the highway and into the 80 miles per hour. (laughs) Right? Somewhere in the 80 mile per hour on residential streets when he pulled off the highway and they were chasing him through the residential streets. So it's very clear that there was a chase, a very intense chase. He was, it was a suspected DUI um, that they were pulling him over for. This chase ensues. He later admits that he was trying to run, that he was afraid he'd been convicted of robbery beforehand and he was out on parole okay and he was afraid um not of the dui but if he got pulled over that the dui would violate his parole he'd be put he'd be incarcerated again exactly okay so we're still getting in the criminal law by charlie we'll see you again (laughs) he just hopped off but he'll probably come and visit with chelsea soon i'm i will try to convince him to join me (laughs) 
That's one of the reasons we have the blankets on the couch today, by the way, is they are doggy traps. They love them and they nest in them. So we've put them down so you can see our doggies, at least in some way, in the cameras. I love it. Okay, so DUI, he admits that he had had some things to drink. He admits that he was driving to get away from the police. Okay. When they pull him over, this is where part of the difference begins of what happens next. Okay. The police say, and some of the tape that later was recovered, seemed to indicate that there was at least some kind of resisting of arrest. Okay. Where he was fighting back a little bit. He was refusing to get out of the car. The two passengers got out of the car. At least one or two, one or both of them was hit um, by the officers and was pushed down onto the ground and actually suffered some injuries. But Rodney King was ultimately, I can't remember if he was pulled out of the car, but there was this controversy about, was he pulled out of the car? Did he give a lot of resistance? Did he get out of the car on his own? And ultimately, as a result of him getting out of the car, there were four officers that were involved in a brutal beating. It was absolutely brutal and it was all caught on camera and this is 1991 so this wasn't your cell phone camera they weren't pulling it out and and videoing you on their cell phone it was somebody in that time who pulled out a camera a video camcorder right do we know who it was they they do know who it was i can't remember the guy's name um it was a man who was i think living nearby or on a balcony you guys are going to see my notes again oh no sorry yeah i just wanted to know so he's up on his balcony sort of sees this happening and pulls out his camera right which again now that seems pretty common i think you know modern times most police officers expect to be filmed on the job but that's very interesting that it was not common then you, you did cameras were clunky. <laughs> it was a whole camcorder, right? A whole yeah. video. It wasn't even just a camera that you could record on. It's a whole video camera. Right. And then what do you do with it, right? Like, it's not like you're posting it to Twitter and saying, make these officers go viral, right? Like, it, there what do wasn't you do anything it? viral. What That wasn't a word that I don't think. I don't think the internet existed. <laughs> did it? I don't know. I, I believe it was already at least in the works in 1991. Okay. <laughs> But I know it certainly wasn't as prominent now um, as as it is now. So this guy, and it's not funny, but this guy took took this camcorder recording and had the little cassette, and he ultimately passes it to a a news station. That's how you made things go viral pre-internet. That's how it went viral pre-internet is it wasn't because Rodney King was complaining. It was the guy who took the video, passed it to the news. And by the time Rodney King was released from from jail three days later on his DUI charges um, and actually was charged initially with felony evading. Wow. So that was pulled out. So here we get into the criminal law. So felony evading is in different states is technically a crime because you are evading the police and it's a public safety issue, I think is the big thing. I have a lot of feelings about this. I see it in your face. I do. And I'll just say it to me. I understand the idea that we should have crimes or label certain actions crimes to protect public safety safety but i would make the argument that maybe instead of one car speeding through residential the three cars that are now speeding through the residential area would be more of a threat to public safety 
just a thought. It is. And I think that's why a lot of jurisdictions have different rules, especially now, not as many then, but they have so many rules about whether you can pursue. Yes. And a lot of jurisdictions dif- differentiate. Is it just a misdemeanor crime that you're pursuing them on? If so, you just have to let them go. Right. Cause it's not worth the risk. Exactly. That's, that's where it is. It's a, the chase itself is a public safety risk. That was sort of, sort of my thought with that, especially with something, obviously we don't want people drinking and driving. I understand that. Right. Um, but you know, three cars now racing through a residential area does seem to be more dangerous than one car on a highway. Personally. It absolutely is. But that's why they, they charge it as a crime because the, idea is that the person being chased who's evading Mm -hmm. is causing the police to chase them so they're the ones who are responsible for the chase in the first place yes which is why it's a crime so it's this public safety interest um it is part of the criminal law most states and have some form of felony evading misdemeanor and evading i actually did a jury trial that included a charge for felony evading wow I never told you that, have I? No. So were those charges more serious than a DUI? Um, yes, they actually were, but they weren't murder. They weren't um, robbery, nothing like that. It was actually the <laughs> unauthorized use of a vehicle. Like Grand Theft Auto? S- sort of, but not really. Like joyriding? Is it closer to that? <laughs> it is closer to that because... In my particular case, it was the one and only time I've ever actually charged that crime um, or that I handled a mm-hmm. charge for that crime. And I was in Virginia and it came up as a guy who had taken out a rental car and kept it, Oh, just never returned it. So it wasn't Grand Theft Auto and the fact that he came and forced somebody out, pulled somebody out of the car took it away from them but it was auto theft because he'd he'd lawfully gotten it yes he'd lawfully gotten the car he got it as a rental he was driving it with authority but then after the time he was supposed to return it it is now unauthorized use of a vehicle that takes me back to you know first year criminal law when you learn about all the different types of theft that can be charged yeah like, it's that's not a, just theft that's a total throwback of like you know there's a difference between just you know flat out taking something or conning somebody, you know, theft by deception. But yes. that's what this is a throwback to. That's fascinating. Yeah. So it it's more of a, it, a type of threat of deception versus a forceful taking. Right. Um, which is where you get the grand theft auto. Exactly. But that case was absolutely fascinating because I had the felony unauthorized use of a vehicle mm-hmm. and then felony evading because the cops finally find him at a gas station filling up this rental car. He's in the rental car and they put their si- lights and sirens on and start to try to pull him over or, you know, make him yeah. stop. And he jumps in the car while he's, you know, after he fills up the, the tank he and takes he off. takes off and they follow him and he evades them. Not that he disappears and you can't find him. <laughs> right? <laughs> there's, there's no poof, but we have him going through a residential area wow. and we ch- it was charged as felony evading because you have to you it's a felony it was charged as a felony you're evading because you did a felony but ultimately it was this really funny chase where they're basically traveling 10 miles an hour 
through the residential streets. And he finally runs, I can't remember, something over a curb and into somebody's yard and just stops in the yard. Ultimately, the jury found him guilty of the unauthorized use of the vehicle um, and then found him guilty of misdemeanor evading because it really wasn't that intensive an evasion. Right. It's not like he was really going that far, that fast or that much of anywhere. And they caught him fairly quickly and without the excessive police response right. that happened with Rodney King. And then the more excessive police response that happened three years later OJ. with OJ Simpson, where you have like 1500 responders behind yeah. OJ Simpson's Ford Bronco traveling down the highway. Okay. So that's interesting. I, so this is a small criminal law point. Yeah. Um, so the misdemeanor evasion is a lesser included charge or did oh. they, is that what that is? That's a great question. And yes, it, yes, it is. Okay. You're right. Very good. It, yes. So I charged it as felony evasion and ultimately you had to prove in Virginia, you have mm -hmm. to prove how bad it is, how bad the evasion is, mm -hmm. how much of a risk it was to public safety. And ultimately I couldn't prove the higher risk because they're moving 10 miles an hour because they're driving 10 miles an hour down the road. That's a hard <laughs> argument to make. It was, it really was. And I'm actually proud of the jury for finding, okay, yeah, it was evading, but it really wasn't that bad. So they believed I had proved the evasion, mm -hmm. but they didn't believe that we had proved the higher elements of how bad, how much of a risk it was to public safety. So they said, okay, yes, we agree with evasion. It's still evasion. And they found the lesser included offense. Okay. So, so yes, they found yes. part of the charge was proved mm -hmm. and part of the charge wasn't, and it was still lesser included offense. Okay. Look at that. Look, my law school Pretty education good. is paying off. <laughs> It's yes, it is. Look at that. And you're helping teach others all the things you yes, didn't know. This is real life issue spotting because I, I'm not as familiar with this case. So it's, so it's interesting to me. Um, and you know, I like that we're able to take a break and have some funnier things because this real case is really just, it is heartbreaking. So this is my question. Yes. So he was attacked essentially by these oh, police officers. Brutally. Oh, it was horrible. You can actually find the video online. <sighs> a lot of the video I think is on YouTube. Please be warned viewer discretion advised. It is yeah. absolutely brutal. Um, there are four officers beating Rodney King. Now it's in black and white. It's hard to see. There's no color, but it's very clear what's happening. Aha. Uh -huh. I don't Sky know if you can see us. him, her on the camera, but Miss Sky has joined us at least on Chelsea's side. She is in her little Christmas sweater. She She's a so liquor. Pretty. <laughs> she does look pretty. <laughs> so pretty. maybe you can see her. Maybe you can't. She might join us a little bit closer to Chelsea and nestle in. Let's hope so. But yes, you're okay. back. Okay, so yes. yeah, the the so, video yes. is so okay. So the, the events of that evening. So he's attacked by these officers. Yes. Um, now the injuries were very severe, right? Oh, extremely. Okay, let me read them off because all right, they they were extremely severe. There were four officers who were involved in the beating. Mm -hmm. Three who were the primary attackers using um, nightsticks. Tasers wow. uh, or one taser was used. At least one nightstick was used. There were two officers involved or two supervisors involved. One who was a sergeant who wow. ordered that was Sergeant. Um, let me get them them right and go from here. Stacy Coon, 
Sergeant Stacy Kuhn was the one who ordered Officer Lawrence Powell and Officer Timothy Wind to do baton blows. Ooh, sorry, on the microphone. Um, do baton blows on Rodney King. And then Officer Theodore Brasino also got involved. But you see at least one of them standing over him while he's on the ground just throwing down with the baton, hitting him over and oh over. God. He stomped on. Um, he was he was brutally beaten. So let me see if I can find. There we go. Okay, so sorry for the ruffling on the notes. Somehow through these podcasts, you're going to find that this gets better and not as clunky with the notes. But no, I'm asking you a lot of complicated questions, so I'm glad you have your notes. But it, but it's good because this is going back to where we're headed with the criminal and civil mm-hmm. law. So it's important to the criminal law of what happened, but it's more important to the civil law in his civil case mm-hmm. as to what his injuries actually were. Yes. The fact that it happened is more criminal related. What happened mm-hmm. and what the consequences were are more civil related. Okay. So for Rodney King, he had multiple fractured facial bones, 11 skull fractures. <laughs> you you want me to continue? You good? Yeah, keep coming. It's it's tough. Okay, it's... we're yeah, we're not done. Permanent brain damage was alleged. Broken uh broken right leg and broken teeth. Kidney failure and then he alleged emotional and physical damage. I would say that is just true. That's not an allegation. Oh my gosh, that is horrendous. I mean, (laughs) I don't think there's any doubt of how bad this was. So, step by step. So, this attack happens, and was he taken to a hospital? As best as I can tell, he was taken to the jail. And he was there for three days. And then released. And the press conference, (laughs) for those of you who can't see Chelsea on the audio, her face is perfect because it's absolutely real. The response that you're having is intense and it is quite shocking. And that is your face right now. Yeah, I just, that is like, I'm trying to find my words because I know that we know that these things happen. I mean, I live in the generation of the uh, Black Lives Matter that we yeah. see the video that was taken by a child of George Floyd. Like th- yes. these are things I, I have seen. I have seen the videos on social media. But to think that this, I mean, that is horrendous. And the fact that he didn't even receive care afterwards almost seems to, I mean, that is just deliberate indifference. Like that, what else is that? And, and that's the question is, was he treated? And, and this is the part where I'm not sure. I mm-hmm. know he had a press conference coming from the jail. Right. I know he had a cast on his right leg while he was coming out of jail. Mm-hmm. So I know he was treated in some way, but I don't think that it was through the hospital. Right. I think it was through the jail system. And maybe some medical provider yeah. involved with the jail. Wow. I think so. Because his press conference was with his new attorneys where he comes out in a wheelchair with the cast on his right leg, you can see his whole face is bruised, cut, um, swollen. The pictures, you can also see these online. So when when you're looking online again, please be viewer discretion advised because you can see a lot of his injuries. You can see um, the the issues that we're having with his face. This 
this was not light. This was very egregious, egregious. And what he alleged later in some of his suits were that it was intentional, that it was complete indifference and intentionally motivated without having all of the information, I'm inclined to agree. I mean, I I don't think that it takes four officers to arrest somebody, and I don't think it takes four officers generally to subdue someone. Um, and I just think his injuries speak to, on its face. I, I So I'd be interesting to see how the suits go, because yeah. to me it is extremely clear that what happened was wrong, what happened was criminal, what happened was intentional. So how do, so let's, what happens next? It, it was shocking. And this is your reaction is exactly what happened in America. Yeah. Is this video came out, it's played on the news programs on TV. Everybody listens and watches the, the nightly news and here it is on the nightly news yeah. on the morning shows and everybody is watching us and everybody sees him and the common thing like oj it was like well of course he did it everybody thinks he did it so the Mm -hmm. court of public opinion right fairly rightfully so had exactly your thoughts yeah was well they're they're guilty of a crime i don't care what crime you label it label it a crime and go prosecute them because this is awful that is my gut reaction absolutely you were not alone that was the intense extreme Mm -hmm. conclusion that a lot if not most of america made yeah they were initially charged four officers um that sergeant sergeant coon and then from there it was officer powell officer wind and officer brasino they were all charged um in the first trial okay now oj simpson if you recall from last mm-hmm. week had two trials the criminal and then the civil <laughs> Very clear cut. Mm-hmm. Here's the criminal. Was he guilty or not of murdering Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman? Second trial, fairly clear cut. Mm-hmm. Was he responsible for their deaths in a civil trial? And did he have to pay money for their wrongful deaths yes. and for um, the the assault and battery? Right. This one was much more complicated. Okay. We ended up with three full trials. So, And the third was kind of a two-parter. Okay, so these are my first questions. (laughs) Were they tried together? Yes, they actually were. Okay, so they didn't separate them out. They did not. They did all of the trials together at once Mm -hmm. against all of the defendants named in each of the the trials. Okay, that surprises me. I would think that, I mean, maybe they did. Their defense attorneys would try to separate them out. And that's, that's a good question. That's one for criminal law. And sorry for the couch squeaking behind me, everybody. Um... The it's always a, a good question that yeah. a defense attorney has to strategize. Should my client be tried with everyone else where they might be all lumped in and because it's all together, mm-hmm. then they get the same decision? Or should I try to separate it out? Hope that my client goes second and maybe has a better outcome or because there's an acquittal in the first one, maybe they mm-hmm. won't even continue with the charges. Right. But in this case, all four were charged together. Okay. And the defense got right. Mm-hmm. All four were acquitted. And let me tell you, <laughs> again, whoa, 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 for whoa, those whoa, of whoa. you just listening on the podcast versus the video podcast on YouTube, Chelsea's face is, is very shocked at the moment. I and, and I truly am shocked because there's video ev- there's video evidence 
And was Shocking was video. that video admitted to the trial? It was. It, the full thing was played. So the whole video came in and they were acquitted? They were. And let me tell you the charges. So me, these yeah. were the criminal charges. Um, it was assault with a deadly weapon with great bodily injury. Okay. And criminal assault under color and authority of law. Those okay. were the charges against all four of them. And two of them, Officers Coon, Sergeant Coon, and Officer Powell, were also charged with submission of a false police report. Oh, so are those the supervisors that sort yes. of wrote up the report for the evening? Exactly. Sergeant Coon was the overall supervisor mm-hmm. with the sergeant position, and Officer Powell was the other supervisory one. He was a trainer, a police trainer, okay. who was involved, who had extensive part in it. They were also acquitted of those. The idea that happened is that the whole tape was played. Okay. And at the very beginning, it is claimed that the jury believed there was enough evidence of Rodney King having initiated the violence where he provoked his own attack, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And because he was resisting with force, that that amount of force had to be used to subdue him. And ultimately, all four were acquitted. That's absurd. I'm so sorry. That is just ridiculous. Um, It seems clear to me, you know, that's very victim-blamey. I don't know how well that would go sort of in a modern jury. That's very much how it comes across to me. Um, I'm sorry. That is, I can't even wrap my head around this. So for those of you who are just listening to audio, I apologize for these long pauses because I am trying to wrap my head around what you're telling me. Um, Okay. So they were acquitted of everything. Everything. There was one charge. um, I can't remember which officer, but Mm -hmm. one of the charges against one of the officers and only one of them, Mm -hmm. he wasn't acquitted. It was a mistrial. Okay. So there was, they couldn't do a finding. So there, nobody was found guilty. That was clear, but there was one, one tiny piece Mm -hmm. that was just a mistrial. We can't, we can't determine one way or the other, and we're not going to make a final decision. So it's a mistrial. Okay. So like hung jury type of situation. Exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is so, oh my gosh. Like I am truly like, that is a lot of bad things happened, but that is shocking to me um, that somehow. So, okay, this was my question. I apologize. Their defense was an affirmative defense of, yes, we did it, but it was authorized. Is that is that what the es- defense was? Essentially so, because there was no question that it happened. Well, that's what I'm saying. No question. There was absolutely a beating. They probably right. didn't call it a beating. They probably called it the assault because it was assault under the, the color of law. So in that charge, sorry, also a small mm-hmm. tangent, that is about like state actors, right? Yes. Okay. I was going to say that's what I took that class on. So that is my, a lot of really in-depth information there. But so they didn't, you know, deny obviously what the video shows, but they, they just said that it was necessary for us to do our job. It was authorized under the law. Yes, it was an excuse. And it, mm-hmm. it was an unexcused action. Right. Based 
under the color of law where, yes, there was an assault and battery, but technically it's not because we were justified in doing so. He had been resisting arrest mm-hmm. as part of our policies and procedures. This was the appropriate action to take. And it's unfortunate that he was harmed, but we're not guilty. And the jury agreed. Twelve people unanimously agreed that they were the not guilty. What was the composition of that jury? Isn't that a great question? And I have the answer okay. for you. And this we're going to hit in part three, but okay. I do want to give you a teaser. Please tease as it for to me. What it is, the teaser is that there were no African Americans on the jury at all. Shocking. Right. Ten white jurors, one Hispanic, and one of Asian descent. That was the makeup of Rodney King's jury for the first criminal state trial i just like want to scream into the void honestly um i'm not shocked because that was very common it still is very common but it's not shocking to me that an acquittal came from that demographic to be perfectly honest and that was the that was the idea at the time the response to this was huge this is racially motivated. Clearly it's racially motivated mm-hmm. was the response at the time of you didn't even put an African-American on the jury. He, he wasn't charged. He wasn't, mm-hmm. they weren't tried in front of a jury of their peers for Rodney King's peers. Right. It was the idea of they were tried by a jury of their peers of white men and yes. officers and a, uh, According to the research that I've done, it appears that they were fairly officer friendly. Um, so, I mean, you, you sort of think about this as the early '90s. Um, like, I think white people in California being cop friendly is not shocking to me. It's not right. with the demographics, yes. and that's the way that it was. Is most of them, or at least a, a substantial portion, were noted as Republicans when they did the jury pool mm-hmm. and poll, and the public decided that this was racially motivated, that the attack itself, the conclusion in the public was the attack itself was racially motivated because they beat an African-American man. Then it was, he was the, the police officers who did this horrible crime Mm -hmm. were acquitted because it was an African man who they, whom they beat Mm -hmm. and they were white officers. So they were granted privilege. So it was this huge racial divide and the city erupted. This is the part that I'm not super familiar, but slightly more familiar with um, outside of the cases were the aftermath. Yeah. Um, I Before we get to that, were the police officers still allowed to be police officers? Oh, that's another good question. They, at least two of them were fired. One was on probation um, and on probation for quite a long time. And at the end of the civil trial, I believe, was still petitioning to get his job back or to keep his job, however it works with the county. Um, So one one truly was trying to at least two were officially fired. I can't remember whether that final that fourth one was fired or quit, but that was the status of them. And Sergeant Kuhn, to the best of my research abilities, never apologized and still said even after the the resulting third slash fourth third and fourth trial that he didn't do anything wrong and he believed he did what he was supposed to do 
as a police officer and under the policies and procedures that he was known and to be involved with. Hey, baby. Come on, Charlie. He's looking for a place to snuggle in. Oh, come on, Yeah, so that, that's our little blonde conker saying hello to Chelsea, giving kisses. He's and such a sweet stepping boy. stepping on Skye. Um, Skye's a little small. She's a silky terrier, so she's about 10 pounds and sitting in the blankets. All right, Charlie, get yourself comfortable. Oh, there oh, we go. You are truly sitting on Skye. She likes it. She's snuggling in. <laughs> she, she does. Charlie doesn't like other other people, other dogs around him, but Sky doesn't care. It's just warm and fuzzy. So yes, they're and I'm now very very cozy. Hey, sweet boy, thank you, thank you so much. Charlie for the loves Chelsea. Loves it loves is her. mutual. I'm also very much obsessed with Charlie. Um, okay, so I'm so glad we had that little breather moment. Yes, this breather is moment with with little fuzzy. Fuzzy dogs. Yes. Do you want to come? I cannot move the microphone. I have been told that I shouldn't. Yes, I can hold <laughs> we have you a right whole there. Setup, you guys, it's, it's truly a setup that we have done so precisely that I feel like if we move, if I hit anything. I'm so scared I'll mess it up. Yeah. So I'm very much <laughs> trying to, but that's okay. You can stay right But there, it's okay. Honey. It's our studio. We're working on it. And uh, yeah, we have dogs. It doesn't matter, right? Yes, and look at the star of the show right here. I'm yes. so glad I have him on my lap when we talk about this. So that was the first trial. Yeah. Yeah, because this is, I mean, this is truly horrendous. How were there more trials? So we talked about in OJ and then in our weekly wine that you can often have from the same series of events or same event, you can have criminal charges being brought. Yeah. And you can also have civil charges, not charges. I did it again. I keep saying it every time, but claims. civil claims being mm-hmm. brought. Um, often the difference is going to be the level, the a burden of proof, what you have to sort of prove. Yes. Um, and what the damages are. And in what a the criminal damages, trial, yes. for those of you who want to remember or go back with us, a criminal trial, the, the end result mm-hmm. is a penalty of a fine and or jail time and sometimes a death penalty. Right. For a civil trial, the penalty... Um, for almost all civil trials, we're mm-hmm. not talking about divorce. Okay. So the, the family, family civil cases are completely kind of, we're going to put them in a box and put them to the side. Family law is its own beast. Yes. That is, so we're taking that out of the civil law portion, but saying again, that is civil law. Okay. Outside of the family law and the bankruptcy law, we have the civil law, which the main damages, the, mm-hmm. the result of the trial yes. is money, right? right? They get money is you have wronged me and I'm proving that you have wronged me. So you owe me money. And my dad actually commented on this. My dad watched the the video last week and says, Virginia, you have to, you have to correct this. Last week you said that civil cases are, um, I have been wronged and it's vice versa. So the defendant is the, no, wait, I'm still missing. Wait. I'm still mixing no, no, no. it up. I, the plaintiff, have been wronged. Right. By you, the defendant. Yes. And that is the correct way to say it. But I think my dad caught me saying um, it the reverse way, which I can't oh, even say I now, even... is... Let us know if you caught it too, because <laughs> I... I can't, I can't even remember how it was, but I know that my dad said, you have got to correct it, Virginia. So the plaintiff side of a lawsuit is saying, you have done me wrong and you owe me money. So that is correct, right? Okay, yes. Okay. Yes. So there's the civil law. Right. And in Rodney King, they did have a civil case. So that's that's sort of where my question was going. That would be two, right? That would give yes. us two. How are we looking at three or four? All right. Let's dig in because I yes. 
am thoroughly disgusted at the moment. And I'm hoping maybe there's some light at the end of this tunnel for some of the civil claims. Okay, great. I think there is some light at the end of the tunnel with the civil claims. And unfortunately, you're going to have to hold a dog again. Because before we get there, I do want to address the explosion of what happened in LA because it is influential for building to part three of what is the overall effect on civil and criminal law, Mm -hmm. not just on society. So not just on race, not just on the social implications, but as a law show, I want to address how it all affected the law and civil and criminal law. So after the verdict came down, Okay, President George Bush, first George Bush was president, but Bill Clinton was changing into. Okay, so it was Bill. Bill Clinton was heading in. George Bush was heading out. So this was into 1992. That's what I meant. I didn't didn't realize what I said. So yeah. So the timeline is the incident happened in 1991. The trial was 1992, and it was about six weeks. So we're looking at. It's starting in April 1992 and going into, I believe, into June. So this is another one that we've talked about in OJ. We said on the mm-hmm. Weekly Wine about Casey Anthony. These are long trials. These are. Now, this was not as long as OJ. OJ was for two murder murder yes. counts for six months. But Casey Anthony's was six weeks. That's why it, it, was. it caught me. I was like, oh, that's super similar. And OJ, um, Rodney King was six weeks yeah. too. And for the reference to Casey Anthony, we have another show, the, the legal weekly wine that's on Fridays yes. for happy hour. We do that for happy hour. And what we do with that one, it's similar to this where we're going to talk about similar topics, but we hit the latest news. So yes. Casey Anthony right now, although it was a, another way of, Brown, she's back in the news. Yes. And we revisit her case because she's a, a latest news of what's happening legally yes. in the U.S. Yes. So that one, we sort of address anything new that's coming up. We'll be handling hot topics. And that's mm-hmm. on Friday. We have a glass of wine at happy hour. It's a little bit more. Join us. Uh, please join us. It's a little bit more unstructured, a little bit more sprinkled with personal opinions, as I like to say. Um, not that I'm really keeping any of mine to myself here either. No, no <laughs> you? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yes, so okay. that's we, that's yes. why we're bringing up Casey Anthony, yes. right? Is we had a discussion of Casey Anthony of how mm-hmm. the difference between her criminal and civil case, and you're right, is hers was six weeks. Her murder trial mm-hmm. um, for the death of her toddler yes. was six weeks. Rodney King's was six weeks as well, but it's not. Remember, this is not a case against Rodney King. No, no, no. And this this is a case against the officers yes. who beat Rodney King, but it's. Everybody's like, it's Rodney King's trial. Right. It's about Rodney King, but it's not against Rodney King. He was not the defendant. And ultimately they dropped his charges. So they dropped the DUI, which he actually wasn't. It wasn't a DUI. His BAC was actually below 0.08, which was the state um, allowed BAC. I know Chelsea's face again. I'm about to lose it because I want to burn everything down. Burn it down. Oh, they did. I don't blame them. Okay. I'm not that Be I'm careful. We are not condoning crimes here. This I'm is not, not condoning <laughs> crimes. Please don't, please don't burn anything down. No, this is not the way I, to go. <laughs> no, I'm not condoning crimes, but I am saying I empathize with the fury that community in that area must have felt at the time because that yeah. it just seems like, right. He was not even 
committing a crime, which seemed to be the justification for they believed he was. I can believe a lot of things. Yeah, but there was probable cause. There was probable cause. There was probable cause to believe that he was committing a DUI. Now, ultimately, could they prove it? It seems like they probably couldn't. Right. They just dismissed the felony evading charge, um, and that was never proceeded against. But your your immediate reaction of something, this is absolutely crazy, my desire to want to do something bad, it happened. Because I think that's the thing, and that we have these systems set up and the system didn't work. The system didn't do what it was supposed to do. And if the system's not going to work, it seems that anarchy. Um, Um, uh, I know I didn't say it. No cursey words. I know I caught myself. This is a clean program. I don't know that you caught yourself. We're going to, we're going to take care of it. Roll tape, but at least the audio (laughs) didn't catch. I don't know. I heard it, but it may just be because I have my headphones in. I think Let's hope so. We're going to go. Um, I was yeah. about to say it very loudly and caught myself. <laughs> we might have to just take it out. We'll look into it. Perfect. But no, I think that that's sort of the frustration, right? Is the yeah. system didn't do what it was supposed to do. What do you do when the systems are failing? And that was the riots. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, after this verdict, um, within hours of this verdict, LA had riots and they are infamous. And it was you know, years, just a couple of years before OJ, Mm -hmm. everything erupted and there were true anarchy. Mm -hmm. There was, I think it was over 7 million or $700 million of property damage over the next few days. It was days of riots where the, the city just went wild. There was looting, there was rioting, there were lots of fires that were set. Mm -hmm. Things were truly burning down and people died there were 50 to 56 people actually died as a result of these riots. So and it was over three days or four days? Three or four. I, I can't remember the exact number of days, right. and I don't have that in my notes. But it was over a series of days. It didn't stop. They could not control it. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, the um, Army and the Marines were sent in mm-hmm. to stop the riots. And this is where, last week we were talking about my own emotional mm-hmm. reactions to things, I was, I think I was fourth grade. I, I was 10-ish, 10 to 12-ish for these. Yeah, I was elementary school. And my dad is a political scientist who worked at the college, the local college. And he was a teacher and he specialized in con law. So he always watches the news. Always. As a kid, he watched it in the morning before we went to school. And he mm-hmm. watched it the evening news with Tom yeah. Brokaw. So this is what he did and what we did. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching the riots on the news. And I will say just as traumatic as the Rodney King video was. And I watched those two. And as a child, I was traumatized. But it wasn't just me. Everybody was traumatized. This is secondhand trauma for what's happening. And I think that's also one of the reasons I'm no psychologist. (laughs) um, But it seems to be one of the reasons for the huge outcry in the riots is there was secondary trauma from the video of Rodney King. Everyone is so incensed of what's happening. And as a child, it felt very much like that as secondary trauma. Yeah. But the riots were even worse because, and I'm going to do a warning here is just like viewer discretion is advised for the Rodney King video. 
Um, I'm going to save your discretion as advised for the next little bit of discussion and explanation, which I think will take about two to five minutes for those who need to know. Yep. If you need to skip ahead, go ahead and just yes, go forward. ahead and skip through. And we're not focusing on it. I, I'm not here to focus on all of this, but I think it's important for knowing the civil and criminal trials right. and the cases and what the law, what they don't tell you about the law. I think this is critical to understanding is there were the riots, as I said, they caused 50 to 56 people to die. Over 2,000 more were injured, um, seriously injured as a result. And I remember watching the, there was a truck driver on the highway that um, people not related to Rodney King at all, just random people stopped him and pulled him out of his truck and beat him on the highway with a brick. And they were beating him in his head and there was helicopter video as they were watching live of helicopter video while this man was beaten with a brick for no reason. We, there was no purpose behind stopping his particular truck, Mm -hmm. targeting him in particular. There was no indication that he had any influence, any, anything except for the fact that he was driving down the highway. Wrong place, wrong time. Exactly. So I remember that so vividly. And it was like, you know, you watching a horror movie and in the background as a child, I'm covering my face with my hands with, you know, opening my fingers a little bit to watch through. And that was before school. And I spent the whole school day in tears, not knowing if this man had died. And I think you actually have some information on the guy. Yes. So I did a a little brief Google. Um, I felt that you would know a ton more about this than I would. So I was trying to familiarize familiarize myself a little bit. Um, he did survive, um, from, from the small information I found. Yes, it was good that there was permanent damage. Um, unfortunately, um, they, I saw a site and I wish I had remembered, I would have credited them, but, um, that he had severe brain injuries, Mm. um, and that physical injuries as well. Um, and last sort of report, obviously, this is not somebody who wanted to be in the spotlight. Um, no, and, not at all. And I think throughout the rest of his life has sort of tried to avoid any, oh, I'm so sorry, um, reporting on that, but that he had, you know, he had to learn how to walk again and he was able to do that, but that he was never truly the same again. So this is, brings us back to, because and we're, we're off the riots now. Yes. But because of the riots, there was this such outcry that something else had to be done. Yes. These officers had to be blamed. They had to be tried again. There's got to be a way to find them guilty. Some sort of accountability. Hey, what, what's happened? So here we get to trial two. Mm-hmm. And trial two, unlike O.J. Simpson, where it was one criminal and one civil, we have two criminal and one and a half civil so, <laughs> so, and we've touched on this yep. on, on our previous episode. What do you mean to criminal? Because we said you can't have double jeopardy. And that sounds a lot like double jeopardy to me. <laughs> it does sound a lot like je- double jeopardy. And double jeopardy is where you cannot be charged with the same crime twice. Right. Once you have your day in court, that's it. If you've been acquitted, you can't be tried again and found guilty because somebody, 12 jurors found you not guilty. Right. In this case, they transferred jurisdictions. So you can charge people with the same or similar crimes if you change jurisdictions. And in this case, they went from state court to federal court. 
So now the feds picked the four officers up and the feds picked them up and they tried them in federal court for um, different charges. Okay. Similar. So, similar? Yeah. So we get a different jurisdiction, okay. which is now we're in the federal court. We're in the Central Federal District Court of Los Angeles. And instead of um, assault with a deadly weapon, mm-hmm. the charges were depriving Rodney King of his civil rights to be free from the use of unreasonable force during an arrest under the color of law and aiding and abetting in a conspiracy to do so. So that probably is the code section that I'm familiar with. Okay. Um, I took a whole class on this about under the color of law. For civil it, rights. For civil rights, mm-hmm. because and it, it truly can be anyone from a teacher to anybody who's employed by a state or local government, truly. Yeah. So government act. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I hit the microphone. Government actor. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it's really broadly encompassing, which was one of the more interesting parts of that class. So it's interesting to me. And I want to talk through this because yep. I, it's fascinating. <laughs> but <laughs> Brilliant. Yes. It's fascinating. But I think it's something that unless you know, you know, and I keep hitting the mic too. Um, but that you could transfer jurisdictions like that, that that's, yes. And essentially, the the charges are coming out of the same action. So just like the criminal to civil, mm-hmm. but exact same actions, yes. same video, no new issues. It is truly the one beating right. of Rodney King. But yes, they are separate um, criminal actions that mm-hmm. are coming from the same fact pattern. And there were four trials, okay. four trials for the same fact pattern, and none of them violated double jeopardy. Okay. So this is a more broad question, but now I am curious. Um, so obviously they wouldn't, but theoretically could the federal government, the feds sort of in any case, in any of the States that they think didn't result in the right, um, outcome, could they go in and also try that person for a similar charge? Only if the, the elements of the crime fit the action. So there are a lot of crossovers mm-hmm. from state to federal, um, especially in like child pornography cases. They can okay. do federal versus state. Those are the most common that I know of where they cross populate, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, murder cases are usually left alone by the federal governments. They usually leave that to state actors but to could pursue. They? they could. Okay. So they, so they have depending on how it fits with federal law, but it has to be federal law. So essentially they could, but like you said, if it fits the certain elements, you know, sort of like a murder is going to fit a murder. That one is more clear cut, but they just generally policy, leave it to the, the local jurisdictions. Right. Policy, a lot of, you know, we don't, we don't need to do your murders and usually the murders don't fit under federal law unless it's a state actor. Okay. who's involved in or committing those right. murders. Um, gang cases sometimes get get okay. federal involvement as if it's murders because it's gang-related um, and gangs are national, so right. they can usually relate them to national or to RICO actions, yeah. um, which are very common okay. for the feds but not the state. And in this particular case, what they did is they went on the race card. Mm-hmm. Is they said, you violated the Constitution, so yeah, that's like an equal protection sort of um, it's issue. Due process, due process is what they okay. did. It could, you know, it, there is Either equal or. protection, but in this particular case, they did it as a federal crime mm-hmm. for violation of the Constitution. 
of the 14th Amendment right right to due process. And so what they were saying is they're depriving King of his civil rights to be free from use of unreasonable force. Right. And they're seeing that these officers deprived him of due process, Mm -hmm. deprived him of the ability to have a fair trial that essentially it's, it's like a a prior lynching, right? Justice is taken into the hands of the state actors at the time that it's dispensed. So Rodney King committed, potentially committed a crime. There was probable cause. And Mm -hmm. instead of taking him through the normal course of justice, they decide to be judge, jury, and executioner, so to speak. Essentially. And thereby deprived him of his constitutional rights to due process for the crimes he may have committed. And that's that's where we get into the federal. So those are different than excessive use of force. They're different than assault with a deadly weapon. That's the different crimes. Right. So in in practice, or I mean, obviously, this is not a very common practice situation, but I just mean that 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 federal prosecutor then has mm-hmm. to prove different things than yes. what needed to be proven. Proved? Proven? Uh, Either way, we, we uh, make up words here. <laughs> we really do. Um, had to be established at the first trial, right? Yes. Totally different things had to be proved. They put the video in, but it proves different things. So yeah. in the first trial, the state trial, poor, poor Charlie is beclimped. He can't figure out where to where to put himself. Um, he's very excited to be with us, but can't figure out. There oh, he there goes. Now he's with Chelsea. Um, So that's so cute. Um, So there's with the assault with deadly force, Mm -hmm. they have to prove that they assaulted Rodney King with a weapon that Mm -hmm. was, could have deadly consequences. And in the federal case, hi, Charlie, I'm so sorry, everybody. He really wants his mom. So we're going to try to make this happy. Okay, come on, you can do it. We're going to pause for just a second. Come on, Charlie. There's a good boy. Okay, he's going to hit the microphone because he's going to get settled in. But there's there's my baby. (laughs) Yes. Hi, kisses. Thank you. Thank you. Um, He really wants to be a part of the spotlight, and he knows he's beautiful. So here he is. Um, he can so, interrupt me anytime. <laughs> so with it, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little bit of the difference. And then yeah. what we're going to do is we're going to conclude part two okay. of our series of the difference of civil and criminal law, starting with the OG Simpson case, which mm-hmm. is the classic example, yes. but give, going back to the Rodney King case, which mm-hmm. truly the was the first best example of state action and civil and criminal law. So we're taking it back to what really should be the best example Mm -hmm. of criminal and civil law, because the Rodney King one hits, as we're saying, there's state criminal law, there's federal criminal law, and there's a civil case with two parts. So in my mind, even though we started with the famous one, the Rodney King case, that's famous mostly because of the the riots and mm-hmm. the race cards that were played in the brutal beating, but it actually is fabulous for the difference between civil and criminal law. So mm-hmm. with, I'm talking very fast. So with the, <laughs> with the criminal trial, the second criminal trial that they were charged, all four of them were charged with that and Sergeant Kuhn was actually also charged with failing to restrain the officers under his charge from repeatedly kicking and striking King. Um, So instead of actually charging them with assault and bodily harm, Mm -hmm. they charged them with violation of due process. And two of them worked. 
out of Surprise. the four? Yes. Out How of did the only four two defendants. Of them work? That's a really good question. I, I am continually let down by by the criminal system here. And, and you're not the only one. And that's why this is so significant and why we're going back to Rodney yeah. King is why and how did this happen? It does seem to have been a huge breakdown in the system. Yeah. It does seem to have been, at least at this time, um, and in these ways, a very large race issue. Um, yeah, and and I, that was what was alleged is this is against African-Americans and especially African-American men. And in this in this trial, it was a little bit better for the jury. There were at least two blacks on the jury, nine whites, one Hispanic. Um, so that was the breakdown there. But two of them, let me make sure I've got the right ones. Um, and then we are going to pause and get everybody excited for the next one. Yes. So the the sergeant, uh, both of the both of the supervisors, Sergeant okay. Kuhn and Lawrence Powell, were convicted of violating King's civil rights, and officers King and Brasino were acquitted. So those were the un- sort of the what are not what is I um, almost said underlings, which I mean I guess it works, but it's right. not what I meant to say. But but that's true. The people who were being supervised, um, one was I think actually a, a trainee almost. Oh um, someone closer on the force. I can't remember which one. Um, but those those were the two who were convicted. Officer Powell had already been um named in at least one other civil lawsuit for breaking a man's elbow with a baton. And Brasino, who was acquitted, had been suspended before for hitting and kicking a handcuffs suspect. And Sergeant Kuhn had also been previously suspended for prior excessive use of force complaint. So that's where we stand for the two criminal cases okay. against Rodney King. And what we're going to do is we are going to pause. Okay. And next week for part three, we are going to come back to Rodney King. We're going to circle to the civil case. Yes. And then we are going to tie it all in together with OJ Simpson and wrap up our three part series of civil versus criminal law. So like us in the comments yeah. if you're enjoying this. Um, subscribe or is yeah. I, there are two like, different Like, comment, ones. subscribe. You can find us on Download. YouTube, <laughs> Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, but if you do want the visual version, you'll have to check us out on YouTube. Um, but definitely let us know if you have any questions, something that wasn't clear we didn't mm-hmm. get to, or we are open to topic suggestions if you Absolutely. think there's something that... Maybe you've seen a case in the news or somewhere else that you didn't quite understand how What's that What's a legal topic you have no idea yes. about? Chelsea's come up with everything from the bail and bond system <laughs> to sentencing guidelines. So there's Endless. everything you don't know, right? That's the whole purpose yeah. of the show is what you don't know, what you don't understand, and no one ever told you. So we're going to tell you. We'd love yeah. to tell you. We'd love to talk about it in a fun and conversational way serious but also like to try to get us all through this Mm -hmm. thank you very much for listening and watching do subscribe to make sure that you catch the next episode yes weekly so we'll catch you next tuesday for the end of 2022 all right everybody brought to you by tarani law llc because you never need a lawyer till you do